could know somebody by their habits. You're not known as an artist because you paint one picture. You're known as an artist by others because of the consistency you have in exercising qualities of an artist. It was a brick wall, right? I hit a rock bottom and realized like I've gotten myself here based on the way that I've conducted everything in my life. And as soon as I realized that, I was able to deconstruct and then reconstruct. But it can start in your inner circles. It can start by yourself in your room with your self-talk. It's like, okay, I recognize that I want this thing. And by wanting this thing, I need to now formulate habits that bring me closer to that goal. Welcome to the TLT Movement Podcast, a podcast for tomorrow's leaders today. Let's go. In, in this episode, I can't think of a better leader to have on than Mr. Joshua Bider. He went through our TLT program as a student. He's come back as staff. He's come back as a mentor, and he has slowly but surely become one of my closest friends. He is sold out for living to serve other people. He's a great guy, and so I can't wait. This has been a long time coming. Thanks for having me, first off, and I have to say that TLT has been a foundation for exercising leadership skills throughout just my young life, my teenage life, the trials that being a middle schooler and a high schooler brings, it is essential to be surrounded by good people and to fill your brain with information that's going to equip you for what life is really like. Because honestly, like life is hard, right? It consists of so many different things and it's constructed of trials and tribulations that shape who we are as individuals, right? We build personality as we encounter the problems of life. We build habits according to our routines and our personalities develop in the midst of this process. And so today... It's about taking ownership. It's about recognition and claiming your identity. Why do you think it's important for somebody to understand their identity at a younger age, this like young adult age? Because the world is so confusing and it's going to try and shape you based on the current agenda. Honestly, if you're not solid within your own mind, the world is going to try to shape you according to what they think is right. Especially being founded in truth, like even a biblical truth, right? It's, it's, it's just key to be able to grow and have an understanding of why you were made, what you were made for, and it, it just creates purpose, I think, honestly. So there's, uh, there's four specific categories that I believe every human can fit the entire makeup of their life into. You know, today we're going to touch on two of these things, and that's going to be relationships and health. Okay, what are the four total? So the four categories, this is what I've said. I said, I believe I've broken down the entirety of a human existence into four categories. Relationships, health, finances, and hobbies. Okay, yeah. Right? And so just, I mean, if we're ready to dive right in. Let's, 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 let's dive in. Let's start with relationships. Relationships are the most important area of life. Relationships is what makes life worth living. Without relationships, there would be no need to live on earth. Within this category of life, being relationships, there are certain ranks and priorities that should be determined by each individual. Yahweh, or God, created human beings for this exact reason, to be in relationship with him first. Mm. Then, him first, and then... And then comes blood-related family, and after them comes friends. 
right? Okay, yeah. It's also safe to say you must build a relationship with yourself in order to grow as a person, right? If you're not having this kind of self-dialogue, this recognition of where you're at in your current phase of life, then there's no grinding of gears to really develop, right? It's kind of just like this even level plateau of just getting through the motions of life. Right. I've noticed a lot of people our age, they, including myself even, drown ourselves out. We don't want to be alone with our own thoughts. So when any there's any downtime, we're playing some music in our ears or we're watching some YouTube short mm-hmm. or we're just distracting mm-hmm. our, ourselves. What do you think, in your opinion, a relationship, a healthy relationship with yourself looks like? Mm. Humility being the key essential of it. I think we as people must recognize that who we are is based on the habits that we form in a sense, right? Like you can know somebody by their habits. You know, it is a fact to say that you can know somebody by their habits. You're not known as an artist because you paint one picture. You're known as an artist by others because of the consistency you have in exercising the qualities of an artist, Mm. right? You paint a picture every day. You make it known to the world by posting, vlogging, selling, and sharing your artwork. Enough of any habit is certain to create an identity that is based around the habit itself. And so like off, off note here, it's so true. When you do something consistently and repetitively, you start to become attached in the way that you operate and it becomes a part of who you are, whether it's good or bad. And right. so the humility to be able to recognize the habits that you have and the steps that you're taking and what it's doing for your reputation in a sense is ultimately going to be how you're remembered. And so... Dang, yeah. So it's a good show of what you love and, and by by what you do every day. And so if... If you're a Christian and you say that you love God and he's at the top, how is that showing up in your life? Are you just going to church on Sunday or is it an all day, every day dialogue? Yeah. Like when somebody looks at you, what are they recognizing without even words being spoken? Right. And it's so powerful to be able to give off that kind of energy and that kind of aura about who you are and where your spirit is at, especially being in connection with the king. And so it's it takes time it takes diligence it takes practice right not no one's perfect i think ultimately the idea of perfect is so far stretched that we have to align it with some sort of truth being the bible in this case right and then through that truth we can work things out we can exercise our habits we can become aware of the things that we're doing the words that we're speaking and just be diligent in desiring to change i think that's something where this generation right now has kind of become suppressed there's no need to change or to get better because everyone's comfortable with where they're at you're you're okay exactly how you are type mentality it's easy yeah it's easy right and so yeah. like why change when things are going easy for me right i'm happy working my job i'm happy with the routine i have i'm happy sleeping in i'm happy eating the food that i am and it's it's not the standard honestly like we should be pursuing excellence. And I think excellence is so underlooked these days mm. because of the agenda that's pushed to just be comfortable. Like, no, let's get out of our comfort zone. Let's see what we're made of and let's challenge ourselves. I was listening to a podcast the other day with RFK Jr. And he was talking about how if you want to see results, you're going to have to wake up when you don't want to wake up. You're going to have to work out hard when you don't want to. Everything <laughs> is going to be like, you're you're not going to want to do it. And I find that concept so intriguing that it's a part of the design of human beings is like when you want to move up you gotta 
force yourself to do things you don't want to do that aren't comfortable. And I find that almost exciting, Mm -hmm. but I don't know why. Well, it should be exciting, right? Looking for challenges or doing hard things really is fun. And it creates this kind of mentality where it's like, I'm unstoppable. I can do the tasks that the day present without the negative emotions tied to it Mm. and really be in full pursuit of destiny, right? And like destiny isn't just saying I want a million dollars and I want a nice house and a family. No, destiny is like, what's the what's the effect you're going to have on people's minds? And how do you, in a sense, become an asset to the world for a greater good? Right, right. And so just taking it back to the notes here, talking about enough of any habit is certain to create an identity that is based around the habit itself. The same applies for athletes, writers, drunks, vapors, musicians, dancers, pastors, and all the more. Like we can use vaping as an example. If you hit a vape once, are you now a smoker? No, right? But maybe to some that observe you do so, it's safe to say hitting a vape once will not create an identity attached to this premature habit. Continuously do so and become recognized for the habit you have now installed into your life and psychology. Mm. As soon as something is attached to your self-image, your reputation, it is who you are in the sight of others. And it requires immense work to undo this social dynamic, especially if it's not beneficial. It requires a track record of opposing this once known to be identity, right? And then tying this into the aspect of relationships, understanding that relationships being on the point are the makeup of our life, right? As, as soon as something is attached to your, your self-image, your reputation, it's who you are on the side of others, right? Again, relationships are the makeup of life. What do you want to be known for? How do you want people to remember you? We must check ourselves and check again. What do people say about you? What kind of impact are you making on a daily basis? It is, effect- is it effective for those around you? Or is all of it based around self-gratification? And now there's a certain dynamic to this topic where it's like, you're telling me to care about what people think about me? <laughs> sure. Okay, right? Like, this is something that I've struggled with a lot. Right? What is everybody thinking about the way that I'm even walking right now? And you become, we mm. become so fascinated, or I've become so fascinated by everyone's opinion of me. Right. And how can I formulate a solid identity and be confident in who I am if I'm looking for an opinion in somebody that's ever-changing? It's like, if there's 10 different opinions from 10 different people, how am I supposed to grasp that and beca- become what they think? It's almost a chore and something that can never be achieved. And so again, tying in purpose and identity, especially with truth, it it creates a a solidified soldier, somebody who is intentional in the things that they do and what they say. It's so natural to gravitate toward wanting to like, for example, I love my car. I spent way too much on my car. I have some friends <laughs> that tell me, oh, it's just a Ford, bro. Like, that's not cool. You're not, that car's not cool. And for the longest time, I, I was just driving. I'm like, yeah, I, it, this car is great. Like, it doesn't break down on me. I'm comfortable in the seat. It's, it's has all the features I want, but it's just a Ford. And I'm like, that's kind of lame. Until somebody came around that is a Ford f- f- fanatic. And now, all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, I got a Ford, baby. American made. Yeah. And it's so, it, that's so confusing to me because I don't want to attach my self-worth or what I think is cool or my opinions based off of those around me. But it's almost like 
it's so natural. It's hard to fight against. And I really look up to people who are able to do their own thing and totally just ignore everybody's opinion because it really is just an opinion. And a lot of it is light stuff Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. the clothes you wear or like the jewelry or the car or whatever outer... I don't know what. Yeah, that. and and for the most part, it, it comes from sometimes a judgmental or a jealous place, especially if the opinion on it is negative, mm. right? And so, surrounding yourself with the right kind of people that are on the same path, in a sense, being able to recognize the strengths and weaknesses and hold you accountable—that's how you can really trust or not trust the judgment of the people you're around, which I think is a valuable thing, right? And so, mm, that's a really good point. Without relationships, right, who do we laugh with, share precious moments with, cry with, eat with? You know, these are, this is where real value is determined. And if you're overemphasizing or stressing what everybody is saying or thinking all the time, you're going to miss the point of, of being unique and being who you were created to be as an individual and living in that purpose and in that destiny. Mm. And so relationships really are so important. I feel like from an outsider view. I view your life and your relationship, this community that you grew up with that I'm now a part of, it's the best community I've ever been in in my entire life. I mean, these guys are so awesome. I've moved around so much and I I hear you say it's who you laugh with and, and who you spend a little life with. I find myself in the past, because I moved around so much, I couldn't really get that deep deep connection like everybody that I would go to a new school they already had that friend group so I always kind of felt a little bit like an outsider I always felt like oh, wolf. yeah like although I'm <laughs> laughing with them and I'm having fun and all this there was a little bit of me every time that was like yeah but like we're not best friends like like I'm gonna move in a year and then we're not gonna talk again and for the most part I don't communicate with any of the people that I went to school with all the different schools that, that I I did, and there was that emptiness, that, like, void Mm. of knowing that, like, if I needed it, I couldn't really call on somebody. So it was always, like, my own self thing. Being a part of this group now with the guys that we surround ourselves with, it has brought such a new fulfillment to my life that I've only felt with my own family. And it's so awesome. The church that we go to, this community that's been fostered these these guys that i know like we got like a dozen guys that if we need something we can call them up and they're there like that is so it makes life so much more richer right imagine life without that there wouldn't uh, be life right no ultimately it would be it would be there would be no substance there would be no no memories nothing shared no love to be had Mm. right and or just a veneer of it yeah, it's almost not. like a, a desire to want it, but it can never be achieved. And to your point, right, like we as people can set up walls within our minds that restrict us from walking into something that might even be fruitful. So like even though you were concerned about the distance to be had and like, do I even invest because of the separation that will be made? Sure. that We can't limit ourselves like that. We have to be able to take that step and maybe not at the expense of our emotional state, right? Like we don't want to overachieve in that sense and then become damaged when that time is meant to come. But to, to be able to pour out our heart with others 
and to be able to build friendships and relationships, it, again, it's the entirety of why we were made. That's mm. why on this list of four things, it's number one. Have you ever watched the show Alone? Alone? No, I'm yeah. not. Okay, my sister got me on this show. It's a show where they take somebody and they stick them out in, in the woods alone with the camera and say, hey, film yourself. Wow. Try to last out here as long as you can. And there's six other people doing the same thing a c- couple of miles away. If you're the last one to stay, you win a half a million. And so these guys are out there for like 70 days hunting. Wow. Cre- and all of them are used to this type of outdoorsy life. What destroys all of them without fail, it's not hunger, it's not whatever you would expect. It's being alone. Mm -hmm. It's they're like, I miss my family. They're like, yeah, like during the day when like I'm working on stuff is fine, but at night it gets so brutal when I start thinking about my kids or thinking about my parents or thinking about my girlfriend. Like they just can't take it. And they all quit because it's like after like 60 days, that's like two months for half a million dollars. And if you do the math, you're making like five grand a day to live out in the woods. You think that would be enough? No, the money's never enough. No, they can't do it. There's a desire and a need to be in sync with living human beings, emotionally connected. Right. Right. And I know for myself, I was somebody that was so damaged and, and didn't want to connect with people yet. That, that is the thing I was desiring. So it's like mm. I, I wanted human connection, but I shut it out because of my own ideas that it wasn't going to satisfy and it wasn't enough and that nobody gets me and nobody relates. And that's so not the case. There's somebody going through maybe not the exact same thing, but that understands the the pain and not necessarily even being a negative. There's somebody that can share good moments as well. Sure. But all it takes is being willing to have open conversation, being willing to be vulnerable. And you'd be surprised to see how many people are, are moving in a similar direction. So I it's for self encouragement, right? Like break down the walls that restrict you from being confident in who you are and that create distance with human relation. Right. And music, just to go into that for a little bit, the music nowadays is all about separation and, and detaching and, and self-gratification and drugs and rock and roll, whatever it is. And it's so opposite of what we all truly desire. So it's mm. like we desire something, but we suppress it with the thought of I'm better off alone or right. that nobody gets me or that I'm, I should be alone. It's like we have to really analyze based on like the self-evaluation. We have to really look at ourselves in a, in a humble way, trusting the opinions of family and friends, especially. Sure. Sometimes they can be the best mirror for us, right? Being able to even have that trust with somebody could take a lot of effort as well, sure. especially if you're not necessarily used to that kind of confrontation, I'll use as the word, you know, because it's hard. It, it takes practice to grow and to break out of a shell in a sense how did you figure that out especially being a, a young man like people go their entire lives not being able to recognize that they're shutting everybody out but deep down they want that how did you find that out? because it got to a place in my life where i had shut everybody out and i realized my mechanism my system of shutting people out was the exact opposite of what i wanted so like it took a hard being alone 
realization to understand that I'm alone right now. And that's because of the choices that I made and the walls that I've put up. And mm. yet I so deeply desire to be in community and to want to be connected. And so it was a brick wall, right? I hit a rock bottom and realized like I've gotten myself here based on the way that I've conducted everything in my life. And as soon as I realized that I was able to deconstruct and then reconstruct, Mm. You know, and, and again, that, that, that right there, the deconstruct and reconstruct is a daily process. If we're not aware and recognizing how we have our subconscious systems running, then ultimately we're just going to be blind to the things that are restricting us. And Dang, to restrict human relationship is, it's detrimental. It, it creates depression. It creates negativity. It creates anger. It creates frustration at the world, mm. you know. Again, just without human relationship, it's like, what's the point of anything? You know, what's the point? Why were we made? What was the point of Yeshua coming to the earth if it wasn't for people? You know, and so we can use that as a model to really understand that. We you said something so powerful. You said it's a daily thing, this deconstruction, reconstruction. So it's not like um, a construction site where they lay the foundation and they're building, 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 and then they get to the point where they're done. They're done, and yeah. each day there's progress. Yeah. You're saying it's almost like every day, like you're kind of, it's not as streamlined as you deconstruct and then you're building up and then you get to a point where you're just like, I did it. Oh, yeah. If you think you can stop growing and stop learning, <laughs> you're going to be, honestly, you'll be, you won't ever reach your full potential. And so, again, mm. humility, being able to go, like there's so much to learn there's so many great minds around me that I can absorb from. And that ultimately, even after, even up to the point of death, we will never be completely full of knowledge and of wisdom. And so. True. Yeah, but it's humbling. And, and so we have to, we have to want it. Again, this willingness to want change, this willingness to want to be around people. It's hard, especially if you're used to being alone and you've kind of constructed yourself in a way that is used to your routine of separation and disassociation even being a better word, right? How often do you put in the AirPod? What are you doing when you're around the group of friends? Are you sitting there on your phone? You know, are you engaged? Right. What's more important to you? Scrolling through Instagram for people that are across the country or the 10 faces that are in front of you right now? And if you look around, like I challenge you with this, look around the next time you're in a social environment and see who's looking down at their phone and see who's trying to make eye contact. It's like you can mm. sense in people when they are desiring something that's real. And I think that's an opportunity for us to invest. Recently in my life, I've started doing this. You know, my disassociation cracked. I recognized where I was putting up walls to people and then questioning why they didn't want to hang out with me. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm aware to the fact that these are human people that have minds, spirits, and experiences that we can glean from each other. And I became fascinated with the person in front of me. And now I have that awareness to go like, okay, who wants this? And then you can kind of find a well-balanced way to give and also receive, right? Because it's so much more than just being able to be like, hey, good job today, right? right. But I know it's like, like, tell me what's on your mind. I'm interested to know you as a person. I want to build relationship. And I think that's how we can also, by doing that, even if it's uncomfortable, asking a weird question or getting embarrassed, that's how we crack out of the shell. <laughs> right. Right. And that's how we even come to know ourselves more. So would you say that's a good first step? Like, let's say there's a young person that's listening to this po podcast 
they want that deeper relationship. You're saying you just have to want it. What if they don't want it? Like, or they don't think they want it. Like, what's that first step to mm-hmm. get to the point where you have the energy, you have the chutzpah to want it? Well, for me, wanting it came from a place of not having it and ultimately desiring a love, right? And like being so darkened in my aloneness that I, I realized that it all starts with a want, a desire, right? Every great thing that's ever happened in the earth started as an idea. And so being right. able to recognize the power of our, of our self-talk and our psychology is almost like my want to have it is going to initiate a habit, a consistent routine that I that I do and that can ultimately usher me in the direction that I know I want to go. Even if it's just a thought and you realize like, how am I going to get there? If all of a sudden, am I going to be friends with everybody? No, you can't expect that either. <laughs> right. But it can start in your inner circles. It can start by yourself in your room with your self-talk. And it's like, okay, I recognize that I want this thing. And by wanting this thing, I need to now formulate habits that bring me closer to that goal. Mm. Not necessarily being goal-oriented, but working on the systems to get to the goal. So a, a, with the daily, right? A daily process, step-by-step, step, a 1% shift, right? Being willing to mm. put down the phone and to invest in the person in front of you. Ask a question that you want to be asked and then be surprised at the conversation it starts, right? Often, That's good. Often when I want to know about somebody, when I, when I want to talk about my day, I'll approach somebody and be like, how was your day today? What did you do? What's going on? With I mean, I have the expectation <laughs> that they'll ask this question back, <laughs> right? But it's so true. It's like, just initiate it. Be the first person if you have to. And and again, you'll be surprised at what comes. You're so right. I cannot tell you how many times grown people, like people 50 plus are like, ah, oh, they don't reach out to me. So why should they reach out? I'm like, it takes two to tango. If you're right thinking, there. if you're thinking about them, send them a text. And I can't tell you how many times... I think about somebody and then they text me. It's like, that's not a coincidence. It, it definitely is yes, yes. so much bigger than that. And I always appreciate when they do. I'm like, dude, I was just thinking about you. How are you? Would you like to come to church? And it's, it starts a whole deeper relationship. Uh-huh. And, and, and to that point, it's like if you expect for people to reach out all the time and you expect to be the one that gets texted and then you're surprised that when it's not happening... <laughs> It's almost like a wake-up call. Like, maybe I should be the one reaching out first. And this right. is something that I think in, a, in a, the crucial ages of 14 to even now being 23, it's like if you don't invest, you can almost expect that you won't have any investments made in you. Mm. And so there's this reap what you sow kind of idea where it's like nobody ever might text me first, but I'm going to make sure that every day I'm texting somebody, I'm calling somebody. It's a part of my routine, my habits. Right. Right. And then in doing so, you become accepting of the fact that, hey, maybe there's this calling over my life to be the person that they need because they don't have anybody reaching out to them. If everybody's sitting back going, I'm waiting for somebody to text me and call <laughs> me and tell me they love me, and then I did a good job, <laughs> nothing's ever going to get done. Nobody's ever going to have that, that desire satisfied. And right. So being involved in relationship is 100% sacrifice. Right on both ends, especially I mean, marriage that could be a whole different topic, but to keep it real for this age group, the people that are listening, the young people, us right now at this crucial age of right. mid 20s, it's like 
you have to accept and be willing to give your all, even if you get nothing in return. And it's a yes. risk. Yes, and it is a risk on your own emotions. I can't tell you how many times I have spread out a bunch of seed to, to reach out and to a back. and get nothing back, and you get become jaded. Defeated. Yeah, you're like, what the heck? Why doesn't anybody, why don't they reciprocate? And it can get frustrating. But if you think about it, like, I think sowing the seed is the perfect example because the guy who throws out a thousand seeds, he'll get a bountiful There's harvest. There's bound to be and a you'll, harvest. And you'll look at him and go, oh, that's great. I should do that. And you plant a couple seeds and then they don't sprout. Like you plant like three seeds and they don't sprout. And you go, maybe it just doesn't work for me. And then walls get put up. Yes. Yep. It's because that guy threw out a thousand. He got 15 back, but he got 15 more than you because He's you only did a risk. little bit. Yes. And so I, I love that mentality to reach out far and wide to as many people and try to be that glue and develop a community. I see the one that we have here and I noticed, even though I wasn't here the whole time, I noticed the work that some of our older mentors, including Ann Ange, who developed TLT, the work that they've put in over the past couple decades to grow this group. It didn't just come out of nowhere. It took a lot of time. Consistency. Yeah. Just like any relationship, it requires a consistent effort and an investment made. It's not just a one and done and in 10 years, my thousand turns into a million. Right. It's a no. Every day I'm putting all of what I have into the people in my life or else it won't last. Right. And so if you, like, if we crave this desire with relationship and we want it, what are you doing to water that plant? Are you sitting back and expecting all of a sudden you're going to have some glorious tree grow out of nothing? No, nothing can come from nothing. Mm. Right. So you have to put something in to get something out. And if you're not getting out what you ultimately want, maybe you're not putting in enough, right? And that, oh my gosh, I love that. Because it's not just relating to people and friends. It can also mean like, if you, let's say we're both looking for a wife. The answer is not necessarily to go out on a bunch of like Tinder dates over and over again until we find her. The answer would be is you got to sew in, become the husband that she deserves. Mm-hmm. It's all you can do today mm-hmm. is work on yourself and the how identity. you can. Yes, exactly. And so that when she comes, she'll recognize you. Because if you don't do that work and you don't put in that effort into your self, she'll come by and go, hey, you're a great guy. But she won't recognize you to be her husband and she'll move right on. Because if you're not willing to invest in yourself, in your mindset, in your own health, you won't be able to invest into her as much as she needs that. Oh, yeah. And something that I've recently started doing is daily declarations. It's I am statements. Even if I am not fully what I'm saying I am, it's creating a mentality that's attached to a deeper purpose, an identity. And so when you can say things like I'm strong, I'm confident, I'm able to do whatever comes to my my day today, right? I'm an achiever, I'm a winner. It creates this identity that it's not based around what necessarily you're doing, but the self-talk you're having. And you said something about health. And I think to to kind of subcategorize and go into another important area, the second thing on our list being that the four, you know... Relationships, health... Finances and hobbies, mm. right? And health is more than just what you eat. It's physical right. and it's mental. Right. 
Now we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Elevate Life Educational Foundation, that makes the TLT movement possible. There's never been a more critical time to elevate your life. We are starting a movement, TLT Movement, helping tomorrow's leaders today to transform, step into their greatness, and have breakthrough in the areas of emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence so they can step out in life and do hard things, learn their identity, step into their purpose at a young age. We're training them through different courses of action. We have the STAND program, that's three days with a one-year mentorship the lead experience, which is every summer a five day, and then serve. So they learn that when they change their world, they can change the world, making an impact. There's nothing more rewarding than helping young people discover their identity and purpose. Help us with the TLT movement, getting these tomorrow's leaders today to stand, lead, and serve in their world. Check out our website at tltmovement.com to see our next training and mentorship and there's a nomination form. So nominate those young people in your world. Let's get them registered today and help us to elevate life. So both physical and mental health are essential to operate this body we so freely possess. We didn't ask to be here or plan to be here. Life is a gift. We must treat our bodies as such. Nevertheless, a free gift given to all for our spirits and minds to exist in a physical reality. If we do not take care of our body by making impactful decisions, then how do we expect to be a source of power and light in a dark world? Mm. Each decision is crucial. What you eat and drink, what you watch and listen to, what you wear, and even more importantly, the words you speak. All of these things require effort and continual work to keep relevant. One does not eat a single salad and read one book to become the most healthy and wise person. <laughs> true. Yeah. Again, it's habits require consistency and discipline. So how do we train ourselves to have healthy, beneficial, and uplifting habits? It takes recognition and immense diligence to always be aware of what goes in and what comes out. There are a few simple steps we can take that I believe to train ourselves in making the right and healthy choices. First, being the, the very first thing, which is requiring humility, is we have to analyze our habits. We have to humbly accept all that is a setback in our lives, right? And again, with the people in our lives, to do so... It takes humility, and often the people in our lives are the mirror that we need to be looking in, trusting that the counsel of our friends and family and whoever it might be, if you're in a relationship, your significant other, that they, they know you, and you have to trust that they know you based on the relationship you have. Mm. So even tying in relationships to the health, if your relationships aren't functioning at an excellent level and you're not investing constantly and in being invested in, then how are you going to be able to reflect on who you are in the sight of others? Not that the sight of others is the say-all, be-all, but that it, it does matter to a degree, again, with the reputation. All right, we're, we're naturally blind to some of our big, biggest weaknesses as sure. people. And so trust and, and loyalty is even intertwined into health, right? If somebody's telling you, like, hey, I don't think that's good for you, whether that's a relationship with a person or a dietary habit or something like vaping. Like my parents are big on this these days, right? Like we know what's up with cigarettes and we know the effects it has. We like, know they're negative. All of a sudden this vaping device comes out and everybody's doing it like it's fine and it's just water vapor. We're not even, I, I don't even think we're 10, five years into vapes being around and yet like, no, nah, we're good. People are, are already yeah. right suffering, yeah. And respecting older folks, right? Knowing that they've, 
experience life, if you're so willing to deny the counsel of them being like, hey, maybe you should think twice about that, then you're walking down kind of an icy path and you might end up slipping and, you know, hurting yourself. So right. definitely taking heed. We live in a, a fast, not just a fast food society, but a, a fast everything society. We want it now. Yeah. We want it as fast as we can. We want it exactly how we want it. And so you have something like McDonald's that's so accessible whenever, wherever, because there's five on every block. <laughs> and, you know, if, if it's just become embedded in you that like, hey, I want a cheeseburger right now. It tastes good. It might not be good for me, but I like the way it makes me feel. It's quick. It's convenient. It's easy. That's how we fall into a system of. Of weakness of of feeding our flesh what it craves in a moment if you're not resisting the desires that you have especially if they're unhealthy then how are you going to be able to see what you're really made of and tap into that true identity and that purpose it's that it's that quote that we always go back to on this show that sounds a little wrong but i think it's spot on how you do anything is how you you do do everything everything. Mm -hmm. and if you're constantly choosing these cheap and fast substitutes it's going to spill over into your relationships. It's going to spill over into everything because your mind is so used to right here, right now. You're so right about, I feel like I'm young, vibrant, you know, I'm, I'm quick and the world's going so fast that it freaks me out. I'm like, everything is so quick. If I don't get on the trends now with my clientele, yeah. yeah. And then like, I film clients expect that the next day. I'm like, it takes time to make something good. They're like, I don't care if it's good. Just we, we need to get this out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. And that's what phones have mattered. Whoever created this thing figured out the human psychology of how to feed that instant satisf- that instant gratification. Right? Yeah. How often, you know how much I check my phone even when nothing's going on? It's in my pocket and I'm thinking it's vibrating. Yes, I'm you feel I'm it vibrating. It's not. I look at it and it's like, yo, that, they've, they've, they've embedded into me uh it's like a cue and a trigger a response and a satisfaction right if we were to break down the the point of a habit right like why what is the purpose like you know the habit isn't pulling my phone out of my pocket it's the satisfaction that comes from getting a notification sure and so being aware like that especially with food right something that tastes good we get used to it we want ice cream we want ice cream after dinner because we like how cold it is on our tongue yeah and we like the flavor of it and it's sweet yeah (laughs) Right? You try to get some ice cream after this? <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> no, yeah. So, which honestly, I have a question for you, being that we're on the topic of health right now. Being somebody who's been gluten free <laughs> their entire lives, pretty much, right? What are some of the challenges that you've faced with refining your diet? Not being able to eat the cheeseburger that you see everybody eating or right. the slice of pizza. I can imagine that's had a toll. Everybody does. It doesn't. I. Wow honest to god look at it like it's a gift because i'm like oh my gosh i can't eat all this trash like thank god like it's not even an option and i don't ever crave it the only thing i've ever craved is like a donut because that it just smells so good but even then i'm like i know if i ate that because everybody goes just like eat it and then spit it out i'm like it wouldn't even be worth it like i don't know it it's it not being an option has been such a blessing I got diagnosed with celiac disease, which pretty much means that if I eat gluten, my colon will dissolve and I'll die. Yeah, my sister has it. Yes. It's crazy. And I got diagnosed when I was five. I remember being 
four years old and my parents catching me in the pantry eating hot dog buns raw. <laughs> I loved What's them. What's it taste like? <laughs> I loved them. No, because I was like, this is oh. so good. I just loved bread so much. And I had all these issues. And so my parents got me tested. And they're like, oh, yeah, you've got you've got this disease. And so they cut me off. But I'm like, thank God, because I know if I was an adult, I'd be all I'd be all in. I'd be like eating it like crazy. And so everybody my entire life at a birthday party, pizza, and they're like, oh, I'm so, so sorry. And they try to like hide it. I'm like, I, I don't care. Truly. Because it is. I feel blessed. In a sense, it's like you don't have to battle the addiction because you were never addicted. Exactly. You become embedded with eating cheeseburgers and pizzas to then say no to it is almost like you're fighting a drug addiction. Yes. So that's where I can see how the blessing is a blessing. Totally. It's the same reason why I don't drink at all because I know I, I have a little bit of a addictive tendency. And I'm like, the best way to avoid being an alcoholic is to never start. And so I just don't drink because I, I know I don't, I don't trust my own mental to go down. See, that's that the recognition and awareness, though. That's right. being able to analyze and go, I know this is going to be detrimental if I start. So I'm not even going to start, which is totally. very mature. And that's hard, you know, especially when you see the crowds around doing it. And so it's easy if you don't ever do it. I think it's the same thing with gluten. I would encourage all the listeners, if you get an opportunity to watch pornography, to smoke, all these things. Don't do it. Yeah, do not, not literally don't start and you'll have so much of an easier time. Trump yeah. talks about, about this. He goes, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I, I don't do any stuff because his older brother fell into all that and said, don't even start. He didn't start. And now he's gone on to be such a successful businessman. Also another very influential person, Dr. Charles Stanley. He is the pastor of In Touch and Ministry. Mm -hmm. He was on TV for like 50 years. He actually just recently passed this past year at an old age of like 90 something, oh, which is great. great. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. My dad was his doctor. He told me the same thing. He said, I didn't ever start. And so it was never a problem. I was not ever tempted because as soon as you start, I mean, I'll, I'll open up Colorado. I got a little loose. I was smoking some pot. I still think about it. I, I, I really, really it's removed out of my life as a habit, but I still think the about it. repercussions yes. of what once was. It's yes. harder to, to stop and to reconstruct or deconstruct than it is to just never do it in the first place. Absolutely. I know this guy who's been in uh, AA for 30 years. Wow. He says he has to fight every day to not drink. Doesn't seem like AA is working for him. Right. <laughs> well, but yeah, for, but like... I think it is. He says it is, but he has to really be conscious every day mm -hmm. to not let that slip, to not mm -hmm. to not get to a point where you're like, ah, come on, like Extreme one effort. drink won't 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 yeah. hurt. He has to stay on top of it. And I find that so discouraging, encouraging, but at the same time, like, dang, like if you get hooked on something, you're hooked on. You're it. hooked your whole life, you and, know? You, and, and you're gonna have to fight against it. Yeah, when you catch a shark in the middle of the ocean on a huge hook, it's not just letting go with ease, right? Like you're constantly, you could sit there for two hours battling this fish, trying to right. reel it onto a boat as it's resisting you. How much more the habits that we acquire that are not beneficial for us, that become addictive and that mm. we allow to get embedded in who we are and our identity. So it's like 
who am I? What am I fighting for? What am I chasing after? And how am I investing into the world around me? And if you're filling yourself or if I'm filling myself with things like soda and candy and crap all day, if I could say that. Yeah. Right? I'm pretty I, sure you could say crap on here. <laughs> there's no way I could be effective in the world around me and the people around me if my energy levels and my mindset and everything is junk. Right. And it, of course, right, it's easier to pick the cheeseburger than the salad. But by doing so continuously, embedding in yourself healthy decisions, you are sure to reap the reward and see the effect looking back in some, maybe not even a whole year or two years or sure. three years. You can look back and go, wow, because of that decision I made then and the sacrifice I made then and the analyzation I had on myself, even though it was difficult, look where I am now because of it. Yes. And it gets easier over time. Mm-hmm. When you choose the salad consistently, give it like a month. I promise you. You would rather have it. It starts tasting good. Yeah. It starts tasting better. You're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is, this is delicioso. Yeah. Again, this whole idea of vaping, because right now I think this is something that is grasping young people. This is something that I've luckily been able to escape from. And it started with simply... I'm just not going to buy one anymore. Right. Right. Everybody around me might still have one and I have now have to fight asking them for theirs. But what that does is it creates this identity of like, Hey, I'm not a vapor. And for me to step outside of that identity and ask you for yours is publicly displaying that I still am. Right. So if you can accept the fact that you're not right, I'm reading atomic habits right now. It's such a great book. And it says there's two different, there's two kinds of people that want to stop smoking. One that says, I'm trying to quit. And one that says, I'm not a smoker, even though they both might only be a day into not smoking. Right. And so, again, the self-talk, the humility to be able to recognize the path that you're going on and the identity you want to have to go, no, that is not a part of me. And sure, like, right, we're all going to have setbacks. We all resist these things a little bit, especially when trying to root out a habit or implant a new one. Mm -hmm. You have to expect that or else you're not being honest with yourself or me right? Like having to battle this thing of getting rid of a vape. It started in February, maybe March of this year. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to buy one anymore. And I haven't since, but you know, everyone around me got one and I'm getting it here and there. And and now it's like, okay, that's not who I am. And I have to be disciplined within myself because I can't expect anybody to hold me accountable to the standard that I'm holding myself accountable to. Right, it always starts inner. Right, and if I don't want that, then let's put the foot down and say no. Let's cut the loose ends. Let's tie them up, and let's be let's be purpose driven and being like that is not a part of me, and that is not that is not who I am. And being that we're both God fearing men, what encourages me a lot is I'll go look. If I step back now, if I slip back into this. What am I showing everybody the power of God? Because I said that I was done mm-hmm. and that God delivered me. And if I start to revert back and allow my thoughts to go, well, you know, maybe one puff won't hurt and start to get back into it. How am I witnessing to everybody else that God's power is not actually there? I mean, Dr. Jeff, he was saying today that we should be so blameless in the eyes of God that we could command a mountain to move. We can command fire to come down, bread to come out of nowhere. If we have the faith to do that, but we don't have the faith to stop watching porn, I mean, it's like, oh, yeah. it's like that's something that really 
talk encourages about, me. Talk about mental health and the effects of pornography for all my young men and for even grown men and married men and mm-hmm. all of the, just, I don't know the statistics, but I'm going to assume it's in the upwards of 80% of men are hooked on pornography. I would assume that. And it's like, maybe that could even be because of the distance we have with real relationship, right? Tying that into the original. If we're not having this, then it's easier to have this. The question is that I ask myself, is it the distance between maybe my partner and I that's making me cause to go toward that? Or is it me going toward that that's creating the distance? Mm. It's like the chicken or the egg. I've concluded it's probably the watching pornography is creating the distance as opposed to the distance me going back. It's like... The effects that it's had on my mind and the, the specifically alone what that's caused me to think in that like i deserve to be alone i should be alone because of the guilt that i feel from this thing and it's like i know how i feel or have felt when engaging yet the the system of falling back into it is so dominant because there's no effort to change the identity no i'm not somebody who watches pornography right and it's like wow when you can make a declaration like that then the next time the temptation comes around, it's like, wait a minute. Even though I've fallen accustomed to this and have a habit of, of engaging, it's not a part of who I am. And so the recognition, the declaration, and then the action that comes in that moment when you're tempted is the crucial process to be able to separate from anything. Porn, vape, sweets, whatever it is. Right. Right? And then the same can be, it could be a double-edged sword. The same with the good things. Being able to say like, I finish what I start. If you're not somebody that's used to being consistent, mm. the next time you start something, you're going to be like, wait a minute, I'm somebody that finishes what I start. Yeah. And I'm now capable and energized and motivated to do so. And then that's when you start tapping into new areas of your destiny and what you're really capable of. And it's like, wow, right? The self-talk, the investment in the relationship, the health with physical and mental things that we do to ourselves all of these play a key role in our purpose and why we were created, understanding that we were created fearfully and wonderfully mm. with intention. No, we're not just here floating on a whim, getting by life. No. Evolved from ponds. No way. No, it's like, no. Uh, no, leave that to the frogs and tadpoles that are multiplying <laughs> in ponds and pools by the thousands. That just, you know, it's like, yeah. no, there's, there's immense purpose in all of us. And if we don't believe that, then we've already declared that that's just it i'm just a sailboat going with the wind Mm. no but it's like okay take control take ownership recognize in a sense create your identity right like i challenge everybody and this is something that i've done recently in my notes who do i want to be right and by doing the who i want to be you formulate the habits that are associated with that person right And so it's like, okay, there's some simple steps and some real analysis we can have to be able to do so. And then the next morning you wake up, it's like, okay, this is who I want to be. And the things that I do today, either sew into that or they take away from that. Right. This is something that I, there's this philosophy. I'm not going to be able to name the philosophers, Plato, something, right? (laughs) They were discussing, they're like, everything is either going upward and then there's like a plateau and then it's going downward depending on how much effort you put in relationship, a company, a ha- habit. 
there's another form of thought that there's no plateau. That's either you're going up or you're going down, depending on how much energy you put into it. Mm. And I think that's so true. Like it can, re- you have to be persistent every day if you want something, however big or small. You've got to work on that because as soon as you're not going up, you're naturally just going down. There's no such thing as a plateau. That's my viewpoint. Ah, to that, another analogy could be when you're walking on the shoreline heading into the ocean, right? And you get to that level to where like you're kind of flamboyant there in the water. If you stop going deeper, the waves are going to push you back. Dang. And so, yeah. yeah, sure. You could plant your feet in the sand and expect a wave to come and you're not going to move. But most of the time moving backwards and then having to expend energy to get back to where you were. Mm. So if you continuously drive, if you're continuously fighting and being drawn to things that are benefiting you, trusting the people around you that they're holding you to that standard, right? And that can be so important to make sure that the right people are around you. The right friends is going to get you where you need to go. And so, you know, they say it's a very famous phrase that you are the combination of the top five people that you hang out with the most. What would your advice be for somebody that looks around, they don't see any group. They don't see any people that are going the way that they want to go. And they're, they've got their friend group that they've had for ages. They're going down a path that they don't really want to. They know that to be true, that they are the top five people that mm. they hang out with. What would you tell somebody like that that wants to find that new group? Be the person you want to be surrounded by. And as soon as you start doing this, you'll be surprised at who comes into your life. Dang, that's good. Be, yeah, right? Like if That's I, so simple, but I, I, I don't know why I wasn't expecting that. That's it, so good. If, if I want to be surrounded by fit, healthy, trustworthy, fun, joyful, understanding people, I have to be that so that it's like the law of attraction, right? right. Or reciprocation in a sense. And so if I'm being somebody that's negative... I would rather be alone and unhealthy. You can expect that that misery, in a sense, is going to require that same company. And so that also being a double-edged sword. If misery loves company, how much more does excellence love company? Mm. And so be the person that you want to be surrounded by. And then not necessarily sit back and watch like all of a sudden 20 people are going to walk in your life and be like, hey, look at this guy. Let's be friends. No, <laughs> yeah. that's where it takes investment in relationship, right? Yeah. Asking the right questions being with people in circumstances that expose the true nature of their heart. And honestly, initiating Mm. those kind of questions is something that I found to be effective. Like, why do you do that? And then if if it's somebody you've been friends with for 10 plus years, somebody you've known since middle school, or somebody you've known for two months, like, what are your motives? And then even getting that, that, that vulnerability, breaking that comfort zone, getting real with people, you can kind of not pick and choose like, oh, this for me, this is not for me. But you can really determine like, hey, if I'm on a path that's destined for greatness and under the exposure of your heart through asking uncomfortable questions, I can see that we're maybe not as aligned as I thought we were. You have to be able and willing to put your foot down and to be able to bring into your life what you want or be able to recognize what is not for you, which is often hard because how hard everybody wants to be friends with everybody. Sure. Right. And it's like, how hard is it to be like, no, I'm sorry, but. We're not on the same path and we're going in separate directions based on the fruit of a life, right? I can't be, again, just health is a good, you know, I can't expect to be in shape and fit hanging out with somebody that would rather play video games and eat McDonald's. Sure. No, it's like, I have love for you. 
And as an individual, we can continue to conversate and to grow. But I need to be surrounded by people that are holding me to the standard that I know to be my identity. And hopefully, they'll see you going that way. And they'll go, I want to join I that. I want that. I want that. Often, though, is it going to be frustration, jealousy? Yeah. You can expect that kind of lashback. So it's like, be honest with yourself, right? When you start putting yourself at a level of excellence that's above standard... The average person is not going to like it because they're not at that level. Right. They're not having the same set of drives. And that's why it's so important to know the will of God, to Mm. be in the word every day and understand what God deems to be good, and then just do everything that you can to be on God's side because Mm. you're never, ever, ever going to be able to appease everybody. Mm. And the only way that you could do that is you got to get worldly. Like, very much so. Yeah, this be a celebrity if you want right. to appease everybody. Right. And so, as long as you're secure in the fact that you're doing right by God, people can be jealous, envious, talk bad about you, say, oh, you changed all this. And you'll know in your heart, hey, look, I'm not here to appease this guy. I'm here to appease this guy. This guy upstairs. Oh, and to that point, right, like, in the process of my faith walk, it's been sometimes alo- like the feelings of alone are so relevant because it's like I'm willing to not engage in what the masses are engaging in, which leaves me as the one out of the 10. And it's like this black sheep mentality where it's like, oh, I don't fit anywhere. Nobody's like doing what I'm doing. And that, that's, that can be a downfall. But at the same time, if you were, are that, that lone wolf or that black sheep that's standing out, often you can expect that you're being called to a higher standard than the rest of the world. Mm. And so don't look at it as like, oh, what was me? I'm alone. I got to sit in my room because nobody wants to hang or I don't agree with everybody and what they're doing. It's like, no. Okay, there's a, there's a clear line in the sand that I'm wanting more, that I'm seeking more, especially if you're a believer and you have friends that are not believers. Sure. Right? Like, are you willing to create that distance? Maybe are you willing to draw that line with faith, knowing that by you getting the header that you're going to attract, not just the people, but you're going to foster a community of Mm -hmm. that, that they'll be inspired. Mm -hmm. Every good company, good team. It's got somebody behind it. that had an idea that then focused so hard on that, that they were able to attract their team, attract their group to take it as high as they can possibly get go. And we, see, and we know that that's the truth because it, it happens time and time again. We see it mm-hmm. with certain people. I can't help but to think of uh, that guy, Tony Robbins. That dude's been on top of this like leadership niche for decades. This guy, you know, everywhere he goes, he is surrounded by people that are hungry to grow like that. And, and just imagine what a life like that. I mean... We are in the leadership development world being with TLT, but it can be with anything, a church, a workplace, workplace. Yeah. That you have the power to actually foster and inspire other people. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully this podcast inspired you. This has been a great convo. This is a part one of part two. We're going to shoot your other two which is finances and hobbies here soon. Mm -hmm. We're going to get that part two up. I thoroughly enjoyed this convo. It felt very um, natural and just 
flowed. Dude, I enjoyed it. For me personally, it was a little uncomfortable to get started with, right? Yeah. I'm thinking like I'm structuring things in my mind to be a certain way. And when you step into the realm of of being natural, it's like, okay, like sometimes you got to ditch the notes. Sometimes you got to be authentic, be vulnerable sure. and let it flow. Even if it's not exactly the way that you ideated it to be, right? Like let go of control, but also take control. Yes. Well, I, I, <laughs> yeah, right? I yes. Mean, There's so many dichotomies in truth because I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just to elaborate on that real quick before we close out, it's like we want to control everything as people. I want to control everything I possibly can. And what I can't control, I let get to me. And so a part of freedom is realizing that I can control everything and that the things that I can't control shouldn't affect me. And what I can control, I should do to the utmost level. Mm. And so take ownership, right? Like we have to look at our lives in humility and in love for others. One of the speakers at TLT, he always says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. So, hey, if you enjoyed this convo, feel free to share it with a friend, comment on it, tell us what you think, like, subscribe. Please rate us on Spotify and Apple. I have never asked you guys to do this. So if you got this far in the episode and you enjoyed it, share it. Um, we're lightly sponsored by FitAid. <laughs> so if you want some if you want some natural energy, I think this fueled the conversation a little bit. Go check them out. <laughs> and uh, until next time, Josh, it's been a pleasure. Yes, it's been my pleasure. I appreciate it. I'm definitely looking forward to the next piece. Sweet. Thank you so much for tuning in to the TLT Movement Podcast. If you liked what you heard, maybe it will bring somebody else in your life value too. So please share with a friend, subscribe to our YouTube, and comment and let us know what you think. Our podcast is available on Spotify and Apple, and we would very much appreciate a five-star review. Visit our site, tltmovement.com.